0: Hey y'all, just a heads up, this week's episode is going to be broken down into two parts. So y'all getting part one today and next Wednesday, part two will be out at midnight. I love y'all. Hope you enjoy. Idea did to start that series before I got married because I was a little busy but nonetheless we're gonna get it done. So today I have a special guest on the show ladies and this guest is probably the most special guest in my whole whole life. I've known this lady for almost 31 years and I wanted to have her on for the Faith in Action um, series because we are talking to real women of faith, real mothers, real wives, real women who have actually not just talked the talk, but literally had to walk the walk, y'all. So today's special guest is Rochelle Clark. And if you're listening to this and you're like, who is Rochelle Clark? Girl, that is my mother. Okay. And <laughs> I am just, this is like maybe my second or third time having her on the show. Second. Second. Okay. Um, and the last, um, uh, episode that we did together was so like, everybody loved it. Y'all It was on mental health, I believe. And so I wanted to have my mom on the show today because she is, um, a mom, obviously she is a wife. She is an evangelist at her church. She is a mental health therapist. She is a woman of faith, obviously, and um, she's an entrepreneur. She has her own private practice, you guys, TLC Counseling Services, and I wanted to have her on because as far as I can see, her whole life, from 31 years that I've known her, has been a faith walk. Y'all, even when she wasn't paying God no, no mind, like, you know, she was still out in these streets. On uh, the club and everything, you know, she still, she knew who God was. And um, she actually uh, preached a message a couple Sundays ago about, you know, God always being with us. And, you know, regardless of where we are in our faith to walk with him. And truly she's lived that because before my mama knew Jesus, which was very early in my life, you know, she always um, instilled in me, you know, to put God first. So, I wanted to have her on the show so she could talk a little bit to us about where faith plays out in the many aspects of her life, not just in business, but in all the roles that she um, fulfills. Because y'all, outside of her being, again, a mother, a wife, a business owner, she actually works for um, a, a agency here in Delaware, Children and Families First. She is a practice manager at SOAR, that is Survivors of Abuse and Recovery, and um she's a grandmother I think (laughs) that's my whole job in itself you know like I I don't know how she does it but she's been doing it and she seems to do it well Um, so without further ado ladies please welcome my mother Rochelle.
1: Hello 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 and thank you daughter for that wonderful wonderful introduction um thank you for having me on your podcast and let me just say this i am super proud of you and i'm super proud of watching your faith in action through raising your daughters meeting the man of your dreams getting married doing your podcast doing school doing work and now as a therapist yourself I'm super proud of you. And I draw a lot of inspiration from you as well. Little do you know how much you inspire me. So thank you for sharing your platform with me.
0: Thank you. Thank you for, I mean, because I, I definitely, first of all, thank you for that. All right. Like I had a good example in front of me, but um, thank you for getting this text message or phone call about 30 minutes ago to come on the show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and, you know, without, that's one thing I love about my mother, y'all talking about faith and action. She, um, she knows that this is a faith podcast and like when it's time to like talk about God and the things of God, like she's going to pull up regardless. So um, thank you. I, I do apologize for not being more considerate of time and planning ahead, but thank you for understanding.
1: Yes. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes.
0: So, okay, the Faith in Action series is really about just kind of showing how women who are mothers, you know, like we talk about all the roles we have just amongst the two of us, but you know, there are women listening to this podcast all the way in Africa, you know, in Saudi Arabia, and you know, their roles may look a little bit different than ours do as American mothers, you know, even in America, you know, we have so many different roles. And, um, we have to show up to those roles kind of differently. Like Rochelle, the therapist is not Rochelle, the mom, Uh, Rochelle, the mom is not Rochelle, the wife. So I guess uh, let's start off with the easy one, right? This is a mom podcast. Mm -hmm. Let's let's show up up with the mom one. So faith in action, like how do you actively see faith or put faith into action when it comes to your motherhood journey?
1: Okay. So that's a loaded question. Uh, first and foremost, that is a loaded question, but um, I can just going back to the very early days when it was just you and I. Um, and as you said, I, I was out in these streets at one point and was <laughs> always doing things the right way. Um, but I always grew up with a knowledge of God. I always knew that God was real. I just didn't know a lot about God. Um, and even when you know, being a single mom and I'm trying to figure out life with you, I knew enough to pray. Yeah. Even though I didn't really know God and I didn't understand the way I understand now what that relationship means, I always knew enough to pray. And hindsight being what it is, God always answered. Yeah. I always good. realized that's what it was. Um, But looking back now, I can literally see every facet of my life where he answered. So, you know, I I really depended on God um, to teach me how to raise you to be a strong, independent woman that, you know, if God bless you with a husband, wonderful. Um, But if he didn't, how to handle your own business and how to be dependent upon him and yourself to do what you needed to be done. And then when your husband came along, then you were to just enhance whatever he was bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. So I, I really got that from when I finally did get saved. So that was one of the things that God taught me was like how to teach you how to be all of those things, um, and then of course we fast forward where I I I meet your dad and we get married and then I become a bonus mom, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a surprise. I knew the child that the children were always there, but um, to be a bonus mom who actually has physical placement of the child in your home, Ooh, yeah. Um, you know, becomes a whole nother level of stuff. Um, and it took God and it, it it really took me depending upon him to teach me how to not just be a mom to you because that I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to parent and mother this other little girl who already had a mom. Yeah. She had a mother that she was accustomed to being with. And, and then, you know, things, go get, get kind of mixed up and she ends up living with us and mom is still active, but mom lives, lives a distance. And so I, I was trying to play the role of mom, but not overstep my boundaries because she had a mom and i yeah. trying to figure all of that out. So it really was my faith in God that because I went to God a lot and it's like, God, you're going to have to help me because this, I don't know how to do this.
0: hmm uh-huh.
1: And what he taught me was you mother her the same way you mother your own child.
0: I love that because it's, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to be a bonus mother, but like, I I have friends, um, who are bonus mothers and, um, it feels like almost an additional layer of responsibility. Because it's like it's something different if it's your child that you birth and you carry, right? Like if you fumble the ball, it's like ah, whatever. Like this is mine, yeah. but like if you fumble the ball with somebody else's child, absolutely, it's like yeah, that's a lot of pressure. But what I basically the theme that I heard in your response was, um, it was a lot of first surrender to God, right? Like
1: Oof, on so many levels, absolutely. Yeah,
0: like admitting that because you you were almost 20 a couple of days of, or made what well, a month from being 20 years old when i came into the world like who knows what they're doing at 20 with themselves
1: I had no clue
0: let no clue. alone to raise a child but that's that's the reality a lot of moms become moms at 18 and 19 and 20 um, years old and the reality is it's like you surrender even when you really didn't have a relationship with god you surrender to god I and mean, you were honest and like bro i need some guidance
1: yeah i don't know right? what I mean <laughs> yeah.
0: like what do you mean you know and then mm-hmm. like you said becoming a bonus mom also turning to God. so it sounds like surrender for one surrendering the way you parent and then you allow god to parent you and that maybe be set sound like it set the tone for you to be able to then parent your own children
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, the surrendering piece, yeah, that, that would be probably the number one thing that I had to do in my own life is I first had to surrender. I had to surrender my will. I had to surrender my way. What I thought was right, had to be completely surrendered to God in order for him to really be able to teach me. Um, But the surrender wasn't just one time. Ooh, talk about that, please. It wasn't, it wasn't just, oh God, today I surrender and then everything moves forward and is perfect and it's fine. No, I found myself um, surrendering different aspects of my life. So mm-hmm. I surrendered my parenting, but I didn't want to surrender my life as being an independent woman to no husband.
0: Perfect segue. Let's go there. Okay. Cause
1: that's so, my season. That's my season. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm, I'm in a marriage, you know, and, and my husband is good to me. Um, we have not had a perfect marriage, but he's always been a good husband to me. Mm-hmm. um always took up, took care of, of us, always looked out for us. Um, but you know, my, my dad taught me don't, don't ever have your, get yourself in a position where you're dependent upon a man. Mm-hmm. So he taught me this level of independence to not depend on a man. So of course, when, when my husband is speaking, when your dad is speaking as the man, I'm challenging that. Yeah. Cause that ain't lining up with what I want and what I think and the, the way I always did it was. And so I'm challenging that. So even that part of my life, I had to finally say, God, I surrender to your will. Teach me how to be a wife. Mm. and I was already married when I prayed that prayer yeah that's right didn't pray that because nobody taught me to pray that prayer before I said I do right that's it that's the podcast thank you for coming on (laughs)
0: listen that one hit home for me because (laughs) I prayed for this husband but they control. I don't know if that's a family thing or what, but she struggles. She
1: mm-hmm. struggles. Yeah. But- it's definitely a family trait. Hmm. Um and, and that's a whole nother thing, right? So now being married and and I'm I'm struggling in my marriage. <laughs> to to kind of be submissive to this man and I'm submissive in some areas in some areas I'm bucking like I'm I'm challenging him and and then we add a son to the mix and of course that became a whole another issue because I got my son that's that's mm-hmm. my son and so I want to hold him close and dad needs to teach him about being a boy being a man and so mm-hmm. that became a whole nother issue but one of the things that God began to show me because we did go through so much in our marriage um, and God had to show me me. And one of the things that he showed me was the generational curse upon our family with that control. Mm-hmm. If you, if you've ever looked back over family gatherings, be so loud and and people would think like if they really didn't know us they would think that we were getting ready to argue and fight and and like really pop off yeah it's all about it's in fun but it really is about all of us inserting our dominance upon the other one gotta be heard who gonna have control and who gonna have the last say and to make sure that i'm heard yeah so, yeah, it w- it was a generational thing. And when God began to show me that, that again become that next layer of surrender because I finally had to say, okay, if I'm behaving like this in my everyday life, then surely this is showing up in my spiritual life.
0: Oh, God, go ahead. Just go ahead. You don't need me to ask questions. Just keep rolling. <laughs> so we're knocking down. We just go ahead. Talk to me about that. Because I think that we, I think, that we think, and, and if I'm wrong, y'all forgive me, but in my experience, we feel like, you know, is it true that we get saved one time and God saves us by grace? That's what the word said, right? But yeah. that continual, um, that continual commitment to choose God's will every day.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an everyday occurrence.
0: But someday and, I look around it, it and just do what I want.
1: <laughs> honestly, it's not even an everyday occurrence. It's a every minute every situation, every circumstance that come,
0: yeah,
1: whether they come every minute or every second of the day, I am making a commitment to choose God's will over my own.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, That's so, so, so that, that was something that, you know, God started showing me, yeah, like I had control issues and the control wasn't just playing out in my marriage. The control began to play out in every facet of my life including my relationship with him. Why? Because God would be telling me, oh, I need you to say this to this person. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, God, that ain't you. (laughs) That's that's just me. That's not you. We do it. Because I'm trying to, because what he was wanting me to do was step out of my comfort zone to minister to a soul and because I wasn't comfortable with it, I was like, no, God, that's, that's not you. Mm. That ain't you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that must be just me talking. I'm tripping. And that's when he began to show me that even in my relationship with him, I wasn't even relinquishing control enough mm-hmm. to say, have your way in me.
0: So, so with that being said, because the, the series is Faith in Action, right? And if you're saying like control was a thing that you started to realize that like you first recognized it in your marriage, correct? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, snap, these same characteristics are playing out in my relationship with God the Father. So in order for us to put faith into action, faith, we got a big thing of faith is we got to have trust, right? You and if trust we're always in control, it's hard to trust, so what was the pivotal moment, and again, not that you haven't ever struggled since then, but what was, like, the pivotal moment for you, where you were, like, I'm delaying my own self by not truly trusting or having faith in God?
1: Um, I think the pivotal moment for me was when Daddy and I were really really in the height of our struggle for our marriage Mm -hmm. and we begin throwing around divorce wow and I though I knew I didn't I really never wanted to be divorced I just didn't want to live like we were living anymore but I didn't know what to do to fix that because of course in my mind he was the problem If he would just get right, we'd be all right, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the pivotal moment for me was when I knew one, that I was about to lose everything that I had so desperately wanted and prayed for over the years, which was my husband and my family. That was the first thing. And then that next pivotal moment was one Sunday morning. Uh, We were preparing church and in my private time talking to God, I began to complain to God about you guys as the children and my husband. And what I said to God in my prayer time was God, if they would just stop doing this, if they would stop doing that, then I could do this or I could do that. Almost making you guys responsible for my lack of doing with God. Yeah. I showed up in church that Sunday. Um, our first lady, first lady, Tammy came to me and she said, God said, your family and your husband are not the problem. You are.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: And of course I, I just lost it. Right. Because yes, nobody, but God told her that because I had not uttered that prayer in the presence of anybody. That was me in my personal time with God. So it was in that moment that um, was really pivotal for me, pivotal for me to say, okay, God, I'm going to have to trust you in this. You, you've been saying certain things to me. You've been prophesying certain things to me. People have been speaking over my life. And I, I, I said, I received." them. But clearly I must not have really received them because I wasn't trusting him in them. My yeah. faith wasn't showing up and matching those. So it was those pivotal moments, those two things of almost losing my family and God speaking to me and letting me know that the problems within my family were actually because of me. Mm-hmm. Those were the pivotal moments that said, okay, God, now this level of surrender." went to a whole different level. Yeah. Right. Now I had to take him at his word, every promise that he had made to me, I had to stand on it and trust it. Even when it didn't look like what God was promising me, I still had to trust, but God, and, and what I, this is the dialogue I would have with myself. Absolutely. So you know, God is God has promised me certain things and his word has made me certain promises. But when I'm looking around my household and things are still not getting back intact, in like I think they should be, mm-hmm. I had to remind myself, God is not a man that he should lie. Yeah, that's good. He's um, never lied to me. And so that's, that's kind of that thing that kept my faith rolling is that when I look back and I look back on the history that I have with God, he never lied to me. He never failed me. He never disappointed me. And according to his word, he would be with me till the ends of the earth.
0: I I'm sorry. I want to jump in. I love that because I feel like when you live a life of faith, people look at you sideways, like. Right. Like I, so I shared this on the podcast before. One of the things for me that came up often was, how do you know he's your husband? And so, <laughs> those who know me personally like you know I'm a dreamer and like that is the the way that God he communicates with me other ways but my dreams like if he wants to tell me something HD you know like he'll bring it to me in a dream and so when you live your life by faith like and you try to get people to understand it's like it doesn't add up but that's Mm -hmm. what faith is like I always say faith and faith faith and faith faith is never like one plus one equals two you don't need faith for that that's logic Mm -hmm. You don't need faith for that. You can prove that on your own, you know, but what we need faith is like the impossible, the thing that we can't prove and make it make sense on our own. But God says another thing. And the most important factor that I want everybody to key in on this, y'all, was that, you know, did she have those conversations with God and did God bring back that confirmation to her is one it was a conversation she already had with God. This, when God confirms something, it to me in my experience, it's never been no new information, right? Absolutely. So it, they talk about the parking lot prophets. You know what I mean? Don't don't let people just be speaking over you, and it don't align with God's word or something that He already told you. But most importantly, the the conversation and where your faith was built at was that His track record stands true to what it is. like you I know. Totally he ain't never, ever missed. And on top of that, you could go back to God's word and it was a mirror. So so you were able to see that. And I think that that is so important. I really wanted to share that because it's women listening to this podcast that are mothers, that are single mothers, that are grandmothers or are aspiring to be mothers. And they're trusting God for some things, they're trusting God for, for their family, they're trusting God for their husband, they're trusting God to open whatever door or whatever but also in that process of having our faith in action we don't always prepare for the things that we trust in god for
1: no we don't not but at all
0: <laughs> and, and, and that seems like something like we talked about like you know we god sent me a husband but you're not checking yourself
1: sis but you're not checking yourself
0: god making a millionaire but you're not good with money and
1: right and right right
0: i think that that is so important that I want women to listen to these podcasts and be inspired, but also like, what's the words I'm looking for? Like honor your preparation season, honor your waiting season. We hate the waiting
1: season. It's so dumb. That's how we feel. So here, here's what I learned about the waiting season that a lot of us don't know. They, they feel like, when you hear people say wait that means i'm just sitting idly and i'm doing nothing that's you not what conception. that's not yeah. what that means when yeah. i am waiting i am serving who am i serving i'm serving god's purpose whether that's cleaning up the junk in me
0: mm-hmm. or whether
1: that's helping the next the next woman and fixing her crown or yeah. whether it's serving my children serving my family serving my community whatever that looks like your waiting is not about sitting idle and and twiddling your thumbs and waiting for it to drop out of the sky no sis you need to be preparing for that husband yes so you know in the process of you saying oh god i want a husband i want a husband especially us mothers who already have children mm-hmm I want a husband, I want a husband, but can't nobody check your child? Mm. Uh, <laughs> Help <yeah>. us, Lord. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna have to talk about that, right? Ooh. Because you can't expect for this man to come in, be a husband, be the bonus dad, but he can't say nothing to your kid. Ooh. But you expect him to provide for your kid, yeah? We do, uh huh. You expect him to protect your kid, yeah? Now let me let me clarify i'm not saying it's okay for him to come in the house and knock your kid all upside the head for any random reason right
0: clarify that yeah so ain't no
1: room for misinterpretation ain't no listen i ain't leaving no room because i don't believe in abuse do i believe that sometimes spankings are necessary absolutely but i think in in its context Mm -hmm. And there needs to be rules behind how that's done. But I'm talking about those ones that can't nobody even correct your child when they saying you call your child name. They talking about what?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got you. Mm -hmm. And
1: and maybe he come from a household where you didn't say what to an adult and he's correcting your child and say, um, you don't say what you say. Yes. Yeah and and you mad because well that's how we talk and you're not ready for you're not ready to be a wife yeah you're not ready you need to clean that up all right y'all that's
0: a wrap for part 1 i hope you guys enjoyed it i so enjoyed reporting recording this podcast i can't wait for you guys to hear part 2 next week um if you would like to you could email me or my mother i'm going to put it all in the show notes so until next week peace